Hi friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. A safe space where being yourself is the ultimate goal. Each week we will bring you new episodes sharing our opinions on a ton of different topics in hopes we can get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our opinions and experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice. We are strictly speaking of our life experiences, our opinions, and for entertainment purposes only. Now, with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Being Real With. This is a part of the Be Real Babe podcast where we get back to our roots and we talk to our friends, family, community, ourselves about our opinions, our feelings, our experiences, whatever the fuck we want. For those that don't know me, my name is Brandy and I am the host of the show and today you guys we are on episode 1 at 29, Being Real with B, Home Edition. So a little plot twist you guys, um, as things happen our schedule did not line up with the next guest on Being Real with so I am going to jump in for my first ever solo episode of just me talking some shit, or not talking shit, but talking about my hometown because I will be going there and as this episode launches, I will be in Port Alberni and I just thought this might be a fun episode to try and, uh, you know, just share a little bit more about my time in my hometown and a little bit more about it if you guys ever want to go there and uh, we're just talking about what we want to do for season six and, and what that kind of looks like uh, in the fall. And uh, I know that we keep saying that we're going to have uh, tiny episodes and try and get to those like half an hour ones and little ones and see how those do. And when we get together, we really cannot stop talking. So it's just not possible for us as a team to have any episodes left less than an hour. So I thought I would jump on today and end of May long weekend and do a solo episode, just me, and chat about my time growing up in Port Alberni and just some fun things about my hometown. Um, But before we do that, I'm going to say, as I always do, and I'm going to continue doing (laughs) forever, uh, just making sure that you are on, if you are on YouTube or Rumble, make sure that you are subscribing and turning on those notification bells and like this video if you can. It helps tell YouTube that you like us and it helps us when we get censored from shows because I'm sure some of our upcoming shows are going to get censored if they haven't already. So that really helps us out, guys. Make sure to follow there. As mentioned, if you are listening on the audio platforms like Spotify or Apple or Google Podcasts, you can also follow us there and turn on notifications. On Apple, you can leave us a review. That really, really helps us. Just give your babe some stars. Uh, and then, of course, if you are on social media, you can uh, like us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Reach out to us there if you have a show or being real with segment you would like to be a part of or if on our regular topics you want us to some you want us to talk about something then please let us know oh this is gonna be fun by myself oh my god I'm gonna sputter down so many holes this is this is gonna be great anyways guys so like subscribe follow all of those things so let's get into Port Alberni so for those that don't know I am from Port Alberni which is on Vancouver Island in British Columbia Canada I'm not sure for where you guys are tuning in from and what episodes you have uh, listened to uh, but I grew up there I was born in 1986 down there and I lived there until I was about oh gosh I think it was like 20 21 
I got the fuck out of there. I would move to Red Deer and then moved up to Grand Prairie. Stayed there for about a decade and then moved back. This is about Port Alberni. So Port Alberni is, uh, let's see what Wikipedia has to say. I kind of Googled some things uh, on here. I was kind of giggling. Um, so Port Alberni is located in, on Vancouver Island, as mentioned, in BC. The city lies within the Alberni Valley at the head of the Alberni Inlet, Vancouver Island's longest inlet. Oh, we just have so many claims to fame. Uh, it is the location of head offices of the Alberni Claycoat Regional District. Port Alberni has a total current population of 18,259. Um, so, yeah, so I guess when you think about, you know, certain cities that people are in across across um, the country, Port Alberni is a very small, small town. Um, but then sometimes I talk to some people who are grew up in towns of like four or 500 people. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I guess <laughs> I did grow up with a lot more than that. So um, I don't know for what it's like now. I know that a lot of schools have changed and, and uh, things have changed over time. Um, but when I was living there and born and raised, born and raised, I just said, um, Alberni, elementary school was where I went to elementary school and then it was kindergarten to grade six and I know things have changed I think they even changed when my brothers were going through school um, when I was a teenager uh, I don't understand why they change things all the time I imagine kind of ebbing and flowing with population I would imagine has a lot to do with that uh, but yeah so um, kindergarten I went to preschool too as well French playtime I was in French immersion for those that don't know that uh, graduated in um, with a bilingual diploma no, I don't use it as much right now, but it has come up in my current life. It's kind of funny. Um, my spouse works for a company that uh, the Canadian head office is in uh, Quebec. So the, everyone speaks French there. So it's kind of come full circle. And then with my own company, not my own company, but the company I work for, we sell products in Quebec and I have to talk to the boards over there and uh, all of our products over there in French as well. So it's kind of funny how that came full circle. Uh, but yeah, so I was in French playtime. My um, grandma was one of the, my nan was one of the um, teachers there. So it was really great. I got to spend time with her there. And then, yeah, I went through French immersion and Alberni Elementary was the only school at the time. I don't know if that changed that had French immersion. So we were the same kids in school. I think, you know, we probably had around, you know, 27, 30 kids um, from kindergarten to grade six all together. And then um, I went to the Miss School that is no longer open called Mount Quitza. And, you know, you know how that always such a small town. So it's funny when you say rivalries, but there was uh, three, <laughs> three middle schools in Port um, when I was in junior high school. And uh, we went to Mount Quitza because, you know, I lived there. And again, it was the French immersion um classes were in that one so naturally I had to go there and I think just like in most places you went to school by you know your area um not that Port Alberni was huge but big enough that it warranted different elementary schools and junior high schools and oddly enough everyone was crammed in the same high school so I just I don't know maybe just not as many people made it to high school I don't know um but uh, yeah we're part of Klitsa where the French were and uh, French kids were and I love that uh, junior high school I think um my favorite memories are definitely like well, I mean, the fashion then was just amazing. <laughs> um, or the dances and stuff like that. I just think, you know, um, even though in, we were part of French classes, we were blended more into more English classes then. And for those of you who are listening that were in French immersion, we I feel like we were kind of given a disservice a little bit, our, gen, our generation of French immersion, because it was like their, I don't know, testing grounds, because they would, it was like, I just remember everything was in French, absolutely everything. And then when we got to junior high school, um, there'd be like 
PE would be in English, which is fine, which is great because that's what, what I spoke. No one spoke French at home for me. So more English was, was better for me. Um, and then, you know, music then turned into English and like all these classes started turning from completely French to English. And I don't know if that was just like a shortage with the teachers, if that was a change in the curriculum. I don't know. But I remember going into grade nine math and I had done math in French my whole school career. So I walk in and I can see like a handful of kids that were, and, and remember I was in every single class was all the same kids, all the same kids for every subject. Um, you know, in English kids would switch around, but the French kids we were always together. So when you went into a class and all of a sudden the people that you went to school with, like in everything weren't there, it was like a huge red flag. And then all of a sudden I'm like fucking panicking. Cause I'm like, am I in the wrong class? Like what is going on? Um, and then we found out that, no, they're just switching the curriculum. And now math from from grade eight French is now going into grade nine English math, um, which, you know, I know it sounds stupid because it's numbers. So you'd think that like, oh, that should be, you know, super easy for you to just flip over. But it's not. They do write numbers differently, you know, with the, <laughs> a comma instead of a dot. And again, things that don't seem that hard, you know, when you're at that age, especially going through French immersion and not having anybody French uh, at home and you're trying to learn, you know, how to understand life in English because you're just strictly in French. This is kind of diverting from Port Alberni, but this is where I experienced that. And uh, um, yeah, so that kept happening throughout my school career where I think the only class that didn't switch over to full English were like, you know, obviously core French classes and social studies. But same thing, I went to go in grade 10 into high school and ADSS, they had one high school there. Um, it's been torn down ever since doesn't surprise me. I'm pretty sure that place was fucking haunted, like most places there are. Um, and they have a new beautiful um, high school now. Um, but the old one, yeah, gross. And I went in to go pick my classes and there wasn't any French classes. I had to pick English science. And in French immersion, maybe now they do, but it's like, you know, you don't learn, you know, that this is a cup and then this is, you know, whatever it is in French. You don't learn you know, science and biology in, you just learn it in French as if in, that is your front first language. So then going into English, I was like, I don't know what any of this is. I don't know the translation to any of these things. I felt really stupid to be quite honest with you. Um, it was quite a disservice. Uh, I feel like that kind of happened and I don't know if anybody else had ever felt that way. And I think it's very great. I think it's amazing. Uh, just getting back into loving, you know, French and we joke around the house now and, and it's definitely more of a positive thing. But when I went through school, it was like a very, very stressful time. No one around me spoke French um, in my outside life. And so it was like, you know, I was getting A's and, and excelling really well, especially in English classes. But, you know, some of the French stuff, especially when it switched and all of a sudden now I had to understand biology and science and all that in, in English. And I was like, I don't, I barely understood it in fucking French. Now I got to figure it out again in English. And a lot of kids adapted. They were really great. But that wasn't my forte. Science wasn't my forte, like language arts and, and, and art in general and all that kind of stuff was more my forte. So I struggled with that quite a bit, um, even though I still graduated with really good, you know, straight A's for the most part, some B's like I was, I was pretty good at that. But that was, yeah, so that was an interesting part. I feel like it was really cool, though, being a small town and, and still having that those opportunities. And I still think it is an amazing opportunity. I just don't think that all subjects and everything should be in French if you're not surrounded by it. I think there maybe could be levels and that would be cool. You know, like you can learn everything, learn how to fully communicate, read, you know, read maps, travel, do the things that you would need to do 
in French while learning basic stuff in the language that is your first language. But I mean, live and learn, right? So there's a side story. I was worried I wasn't going to be able to say too much, but here we go already. So yeah, grew up there, went to ADSS, uh, graduated. I did one year of college there at North London College. They have a college there with, I feel like has quite a bit um, of opportunity there. And throughout the island, there's lots of places that kids can go. You know, a lot of times you always, I always felt like it was a such small town. There's not very much opportunity, but we kind of like dial out. There is actually quite a bit of opportunity just right on the island. It's a beautiful place to live. It's, you know, there is opportunity there for sure. I'm not going to discredit that, but I like high energy. So I feel even like Victoria is like, you know, it's a beautiful city. It's gorgeous there, but you know, I just, I like the speed of Kelowna and the busyness of it and the like ever evolving, constantly developing kind of ness, but it's so beautiful to go home. So yeah, so I went to college for a year, did business admin because I had no fucking idea what I wanted to do, but I was just like, hey, if I do this, at least I can get my foot in the door. And then I worked at a company called Columbia Fuels um, right out of graduating from college. It was amazing working with the family there. They're a great family. It was, um, it felt really nice. It kind of made me like have a vision of being like, yeah, I think this is, you know, it doesn't, I don't really matter kind of what office work I do, but I feel like this is what I can do. Like it really serves my OCD. It really, you know, and again, I was working with this family and they were so tight knit, but funny and great. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they're still running it now. And, you know, recession hit port, um, you know, after about, I think it was like a year of working there. So naturally, you know, I got let go is totally understandable. Um, so then I started waitressing because, you know, what else do you really do? I didn't really know what I wanted to do. There wasn't really a lot of jobs. It's again, you know, 18,000 people, but, you know, I found at that time, it was like, unless you knew someone, it was really hard to get office job. And I always kind of wanted to work at the school board. Um, but even then those jobs were really hard because, you know, not many people. So you had to kind of wait for people to retire and not like in Alberta where there's, you know, admin jobs through the fucking wazoo. And like, you know, here in Kelowna, there's so much going on. It's not quite the same there. So I waitress and I love waitressing. I waitress at a, a restaurant. I don't believe it's open anymore, but it was Swale Rock and it was just above the harbor. Um, I loved it there. I loved working with the girls there. Uh, I worked there with a couple of girlfriends and their food was great. Um, I loved all the tourists that came in because it was just above the Harbor Key and there was just so many people from all across the world and um, with social anxiety, waitressing really helped like kind of break that. You really just didn't have a choice. Um, and, you know, I liked being able to make more money on tips and stuff. You know, I really enjoyed that and, and it, I was able to have fun through the summer and, you know, kind of work split shifts and enjoy port. And then, um, yeah, so I find port was such a beautiful place to grow up. I think that I did not appreciate it as much as I should have when I lived there, but I think that's just natural. Um, when I go back now, I go back as much as possible. Obviously over the last couple of years with the pandemic, it's been a little bit harder. Um, and now that I live in a very beautiful place, in my opinion, it's one of the nicest places to live in, um, in part, uh, in British Columbia. I absolutely love Kelowna and it gives me everything that I kind of need. So when I was living in Grand Prairie, I would definitely spend every summer, you know, you don't get very much vacation, like what, one, two, two weeks. Um, we'd save that for Christmas. And every summer, instead of like going somewhere out in the world, I would go home to port to see everyone and to, cause it's beautiful there. You know, you got everything you need. You have lakes and you can go hiking and there's, there's just so much to do. The backyard, um, in the Island is just 
it's absolutely stunning. I highly recommend people going and all up and down the island. There's beautiful, beautiful places to go. Like Parksville is, you know, such a beautiful place in Qualicum. If you're looking for, you know, more of like, um, I don't know, I'd say more of like a city beach place, you know, where it's kind of more modernized beach ocean, you know, lots of retirement there, like nice and slow and relaxed. Um, whereas if you keep going passport and you're going into like, you know, Uculet and Tofino and places like that, like you're really getting into like hippie town where you really get to slow down, you know? Um, I remember going there as, you know, as a teenager, like end of teens, like early twenties before I moved. And I kind of forgot that everything shut down at like eight o'clock, even like the grocery stores. Like there's not even like, I don't even remember there being a fucking gas station open and you just, you know, there's no fast food restaurants there. It's truly just like appreciating and living very simple and off the land, like, you know, with food that are local. And it just, it makes you really disconnect. The services out there is, you know, not the greatest. And it just helps you get in touch with nature. I think that's the whole beauty of the island. And, and I notice it more and more as I age, especially coming back to BC is just the island's a very good place to slow down and just appreciate everything and, you know, just, that's like how I feel like it's same with Kelowna, like there's just like little, Port Alberni's not, not in the sense where you feel like there's city, but there's still like, you know, there's community, there's really good community there, everyone is very supportive around there and I think it is very beautiful, very, very nice place to raise a family if you can find like a good job and, you know, things don't cost as nearly as much as they do in Kelowna, um, you know, and they're very well known for a lot of beautiful things. Like for those that don't know, I'm going to Google some, some pieces here, but, um, the Mars, the water bomber, I think that's probably my favorite thing about growing up in port is, you know, um, my grandparents had a place on the lake for some time. And as a kid, I always got to watch the water bomber take off and come back. Um, and we'd go out there on the canoe and go right up to them. And I just remember being so blown away by, by them and, and equally confused as you know teenager and young adult watching parts of the province burn down while this big beautiful machine I've watched dump water for fun over the lake as a kid time and time again is not helping you know things burn down that's probably when I started my tin hat probably I would say is you know one time I was at home it was probably like 10 years ago now and I remember sitting at my grandpa's cabin out the lake and uh, across the lake saw there was a fire that was started and I was sitting there and ashes were kind of like falling over um, on my grandpa's cabin and they've had this for forever like they built the road going down there it was just the whole thing it's a huge huge piece of uh, our family memory and, and and like just everything so many memories are at the lake so I'm just like freaking the fuck out because you know it seems like it's all everything's on fire it's not only that it's burning down other people's not as many it wasn't as populated as across the way but and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the Mars and I'm watching this burn and I'm understanding where the owners are, are, like where they're tied and I'm not, you know, upset with them. I understand. But thinking just like the government, you know, when, when people say like, you know, though that's not it, you're conspiracy theorists. I look back to those moments and I'm sitting there and I have a picture um, of me sitting at my grandpa's cabin and the it's on fire and the Mars is sitting right there. Like, and I understand that costs money and I understand there's that comes to it, but like, why couldn't there even be like a crowdfunding option of being like, okay, guys, to get that up in the air for X amount of hours, like, I don't know, there's, there's just got to be better options. And like, why aren't we replicating in this day and age, like the same type of 
machine. And again, I'm, I don't know, guys, I'm just speculating. It's my tin hat. It's just like, these are things I always wonder. And I think that's kind of sometimes where my bigger like conspiracy tin hat climate change theories kind of come from. And I'm like, I've watched the weirdest shit happen where it's like, we know that those things can work, but then they get sent down to the States and they use them down there because the government doesn't want to pay them up here. Um, and of course they have to make money to continue to have them. So yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's more to it, but just always things that I found kind of weird. Um, but uh, another thing that's kind of interesting about Port that I always thought was kind of funny, and I know it's always been an ongoing joke now, is I don't know when when that came to be, but Port Alberni at one point got labeled the worst place to live, and it was like a hashtag. And I always thought that that was kind of wild, where like I understood that like trying to get a job there is hard for sure. Like I, I understand that that could be hard, and it's so it must you know be so great if you wanted to stay there and you found a good job and you can live that life that's what I thought I was going to do too and it just didn't seem to work for me at the time and it just kind of seemed like clear signals to leave um but I just thought that was funny it was always like hashtag worst place to live when I'm just like I don't believe that I believe it's a hard place to live if you get a job but if you can get a job and support your family there I think it's amazing place to live for sure um it's also nicknamed in a positive way the heart of Vancouver Island partially because of the welcoming community um, but also because of its location the central location makes it convenient a convenient community to live, especially for those that love to travel. Yeah, Port's really just really in the middle place. What I loved about it is that, you know, within an hour and a half, you could be in Tofino and Uculet. Um, within, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, you could be at Sprout Lake or you could be at a Great Central. There's two, you know, really beautiful lakes with two different atmospheres and, and different people too. You know, there's, you know, Sprout is obviously uh, the busier one. We're a little bit warmer, a lot more beaches to get to. We're Great Central. Like, they had their own life. I remember growing up there as a kid, um, going camping out there and, you know, just the float houses were my favorite thing. I just, to this day, think that float houses are the just coolest thing ever. And if I had a fuck ton of money, I would definitely be buying one out there. I just think it's beautiful. There's a place where there's like a natural water slide and it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. The water is just so crisp and clean and, and Great Central really has its own beauty. Whereas like Sprout Lake, it's like, you know, I grew up, I grew up out there. I grew up with my grandparents having a house out there. I absolutely loved it. They had a bunny cage and they just had all this property. And I remember even this is terrible getting cedar itch from all the fucking geese poop and being like covered in it, having to put like chamomile lotion on it. And, um, but I still, to this day, like I vividly remember that house out at the lake. And I remember living in Alberta and just craving, and I've said this to to people before that's why I loved living back in Kona I would just crave the vegetation like the moss and the pine like you really you know you, you if you know you know you know there's just a certain different about the outside here and even like in the worst times even just sitting on the back patio even through lockdowns I just remember feeling so blessed being like at least I have this like earth I don't know what it was it's just like this it, it, like need to get back to nature and I think BC really hasn't I'm not discrediting Alberta like there's beauty out there but when you grow up in this you know kind of environment you really miss it and just like that air that you breathe from being around lots of vegetation you know um one other thing that uh I found interesting growing up that I always you know talk about is uh tsunami warning so there's a place in Port Alberni there's a certain point on Johnson Road on the way down like part of the highway where it is like, you know, above tsunami and below tsunami. So as a kid in the elementary school, I remember doing all these drills where we would do this tsunami would alarm. And it's like the craziest noise. It always, I remember always being like terrified of hearing it as a kid and we'd all have to walk up to the tsunami line. And I always remember feeling a lot safer because my entire family lived above 
that line. And I always felt very safe knowing that, you know, if something happened, at least my family and our houses and all that was above that. And I always felt good about that. And I always very felt very scared. Or if I rented, like I had rented down below, like right at the bottom one time. And I remember always like, especially with anxiety being like, oh my God, one day it's just going to wipe me out, you know, and then just smoke weed and then forget about it. Um, but uh, Port was hit with a wave just after midnight on March 27th, 1964. And then another towering wave after came over. Um, and I don't believe that there's any ever been any other tsunami since there's been warnings, but I don't think there ever was after that. I think 64, obviously I wasn't born then, but um, Port Alberni got its name. The inlet was named after Don Pedro de Alberni, the Spanish officer in command of the Nootka garrison in 1791 during the Spanish occupation. So interesting. Funny that you don't think about these things um, until, you know, you're out of them. But uh, one other thing that Port's always been known for, and I don't, I don't know if the salmon festivals are as good as they used to, but I remember growing up as a teenager and in my early 20s, and I would always try to come back for the salmon festival in September, Labor Day weekend. There was always a huge salmon festival where everyone got together and you know, went out on the boats and everyone came in for the biggest fish and there's always this festival and beer gardens. And I remember being a teenager and just cannot wait to get into the beer gardens. <laughs> it's so funny, the things that you get excited about. I'm so excited to be caged into a, an air fenced off area of tarps with a bunch of drunk people drinking draft beer out of a cup. But that was so exciting at the time. And I would still go and do it now because that is just what you did. And there was entertainment and there was food and, you know, there was just everything. It felt like if you were out of town, you were coming home that weekend. It, it just felt like a time that everyone got together. You got to see a bunch of people. There was always parties all over the place. And it was just a time that, yeah, if you wanted to see anybody or yourself come home, that was a really good time to do that because, you know, back then, obviously I'm old and I don't want to go out now and I barely tell people I'm coming home. Um, but it was a really good time, especially when I first moved away to Alberta to come back. Um, because yeah, salmon capital of the world with the inlet, um, was say in fact it's known as the salmon capital of the world as all five types of pacific salmon can be found in the waters around here from watching the salmon run to magical hikes and fantastic restaurants port alberni has so many things to do and it really does like i will 100 percent say that like i said if you can have a good job there it you know housing i feel like is affordable it's beautiful there you know it's not too far of a drive so like being that center you can like i said you can go to the west coast and completely disconnect if you know you cue it and you know, live that life, or you can kind of, you know, go a little bit more to Nanaimo. If you want to jump on the ferry, you can go over to Vancouver. You know, if you want to head up, you can go to Vic or head down, sorry, if you can go to Victoria, um, you know, have a little bit more city life, you know, on the way, there's so many different places. Like Port really is a good central area where, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, max three, you're in a whole other area. Um, but cost effective wise, you know, it is a good, good place for that. So, I will agree. It's it's not uh, an expensive place. Oh, who is the most famous person from Port Alberni? Scott Vicarious was born in 1975 in Port Alberni on Vancouver Island. I don't know who that is. I guess we have a famous guy that's a, a little... Um, but yeah, I think Port Alberni is... I'm... I'm recording this now before I go. I go in a week. Like I said, uh, plot twist. Let's have like kind of filler episode. Um, but I will be there when this launches. And uh, I'm very excited to. Uh, one thing that I hated about Port, um, which now living in a place where it's always super hot and we hope for rain. Um, the one thing I used to hate and probably still would if I moved there is the amount of rain because 
the one thing that is beautiful is that there's mountains and ocean. That is what Port Alberni is. It's a valley, right? So right, get down into the valley. It is beautiful. I am really grateful because I've never felt claustrophobic. I know some people that lived in Alberta or, you know, flatter lands that come there. It's like it's super claustrophobic driving into port um, with Cathedral Grove all the way through with just the big trees and mountains everywhere. But once you get in there and then the, the rain comes in, you know, I remember it would just rain for days and days and days. And that was the one thing that I remember loving about Alberta is like I rarely got to see rain. Um, it was kind of like super hot or like windy all the fucking time, like rain for three seconds and then um, just full of fucking snow. Um, so I remember loving the snow more. And now as you know, I spent 10 years in that snow. I'm like, actually, I miss that. And the thing about Port is having that much rain. It is beautiful. It's so luscious. It, it It is a really good place for wildlife to grow, for fishing, you know, all those kind of things where all of those logging and fishing and all that is really huge um another thing that i feel is really cool if you guys have not seen the netflix series big timber on on netflix um it is a really good uh it's a good series i don't know i guess i grew up because i have a family full of loggers and they do stop in port alberni but they stop along the island in places that i know and a girl i grew up with her dad is on the show which was kind of cool to see and i don't know just brings me back home we kind of joked about it like you know that just it's i could smell the tv and you know it made me really excited to kind of go home and see that stuff because port is such a place where it's like you know really hard workers really uh hands-on stuff you know we've got fishermen there loggers you know i know those industries aren't as bumping um you know they had the mill they had all of that and at that time at certain times it was really great and i really you know i always hope for that to turn around because you know it is it's got so many beautiful things like the lake just being right there the heat is unmatched and you actually know you know i wish it would snow honestly as much as i hate snow but i wish it would snow a little bit more in the winter that's one thing i find of Kelowna a little bit more is that we have a lot more snowy snowier winters which i just find is a little bit more christmasy but i also hate driving in the snow so it's like but i also hate driving in a lot of rain so you know that is but why those things are important is so fucking beautiful there and i think that's one big contribute contrib- contribution reason why uh, port never really suffers from like uh like they've had their fires don't get me wrong that's been a thing but not nearly as much as let's say the okanagan um and like those kind of areas um so i do think that all that rain does help with that so there are the positives and minuses of it um but i'm very excited to go back there's certain restaurants that i absolutely love that i'm super stoked to go back to um hopefully this weekend we'll be able to go um me and grant and hopefully go with some family um but obviously in the family um jnl will always be one of my favorite i grew up on that i have family that is part like part of it part owning it part part working there like you know it's part of everything everyone can definitely say when you go home you go for a jnl burger and shake it's got the you know they still do the drive-in which you know back in the, i don't know if they still do i don't i can't quite remember if everyone's still on rollerblades but they were in, I'm, I'm sure they still are but maybe not in the winter, but <laughs> they used to be on rollerblades for sure, but their food is just like bar none. Cannot wait to have that. Obviously, a little Bavaria, if you've been there, is German, great German food. They have the best. Oh, it just reminds me as a kid. When I was a kid, <laughs> actually, when I was like in grade six, uh, there's pictures of it, grade six, I think it was, maybe grade maybe even younger than that, to be honest with you. Most kids would have to go ask to go to McDonald's. I would ask to go to Little Bavaria. I was a very bougie child, and it was my favorite 
favorite place to go. Um, and there's pictures of me as a kid there. It's just a very, very delicious German restaurant. So we will be going there. Um, and actually a guy that I go to went to high school with, he owns it now and is running it. So I also obviously would love to love to support local restaurants, especially those that have saved it and carried on for its glory. And where else are we going to go? There's a, a Mountain View bakery, one of my favorite bakeries on planet earth. Their desserts are like no other. Like, honestly, guys, I'm just going home to eat and um, hopefully we'll be able to go to the gym over there, but we don't have time because I'll be having to work. Um, fortunately or fortunately, I'm just so busy that I'm not going to be able to actually take the full time off. So I will be working some time while I'm there. But at nighttime and at lunch, I do want to go and have lunches and, you know, get to enjoy it while also just getting some work done so it doesn't pile up. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Little Valley Deli Boomerang, which was really cool to see. They are on the show Big Tinder. They do go have lunch there, which is really great because I do believe they, I don't know if they, because they didn't serve alcohol, there's something during the pandemic they were not uh, charging. So, you know, there's people that I care about, that um, you know, including my mom that was able to go there and eat um, because she wasn't discriminated against because of the, the mandate. So I definitely want to go there and make sure I support them when I go home and there's just a list you guys like I cannot wait to go out to the lake I cannot wait to just see stuff whether it's nice or not just to be home in port um it is a beautiful place if you are ever going to you know go traveling there make sure um definitely if you're going to the island go there it is it's so gorgeous go see the water bombers go to Sport Lake go to Great Central there's tons of restaurants on the way there um my favorite place and I I don't know if they've rebuilt it I apologize guys it's been a while I haven't been back since September and I don't know but there was Whiskey Creek that always had a ton of ice cream. So hopefully that's been rebuilt. I can't quite remember, but I remember always stopping there in or out. We always got ice cream there. Um, stopping at Cathedral Grove, you know, like I said, going all the way through and going to Tofino and Uchulet, beautiful places to go um, in port. There's tons. Um, I, hopefully if it's still open as Pescadores, I love going there. They have the best French toast on fucking earth. Oh my God, I swear. I'm just going home to eat food. Like I could keep going. There's so many different ones. Like the golf courses always have good restaurants. there. That's one thing I will say about small towns is I always find that they have the best restaurants because, you know, it's not like overpopulated. So it's like all the best, like really good chefs. It's like, they have to be really good because there's not, you know, there's not many, but Port is filled with lots of uh, local restaurants. And that is one of my favorite things, one of my favorite things to support there. So very much looking forward to that, even though it'll be the fastest trip ever. Um, I'm very excited and hopefully, hey, maybe we can go back for Summerfest and I can come report back to you guys what that was like but it, it's just a really great place it's a great place to raise a family and if you ever get told that you need to relocate there you know it is a slower slower city for sure it is definitely island life I think you know if we had the opportunity to retire there I definitely think that that wouldn't be I'm as much as love I love Kelowna you know it'd be a battle but I, I wouldn't be opposed to it um especially at that you know later part of your life or the part of your life where you just really want to focus on your kids and you don't want the noisy and the crazy, you know, there is noisy and crazy there. Do not, I will say, I don't handle the fucking Facebook groups properly. Okay. I cannot stand them. And there is downfalls to small towns, you know, like drama when you're in high school, you know, still attaches. And yeah, I'm sure there are people that if I, when I roll into port, they're going to have things about the jag and have some things to say, I'm sure. Um, but it just, I still love it. I still think small towns are great. I think Port is a great place. Like I said, if you are wanting that island life, you know, it's like Hawaii rainforest mix. It's, you know, there's lots of opportunities for kids in sports and community there. Um, it's a beautiful. And um, just myself, I was in a very toxic place in my life. I was not making good choices. I was not 
you know, in the proper environment and I needed to learn how to be an adult and to stand on my own two feet and, you know, kind of make up for stupid mistakes that I had made when I lived there. And moving to Alberta did that to me and I'm really glad I did, but I'm glad that I'm back in BC because I love it here and I'm very excited to be going down to the island and seeing, you know, my favorite places and, and my favorite people and eating at my favorite restaurants and hopefully going to Alberni Fitness and maybe get one or two workouts there um, because we do love going there every time, but time is limited, so we will see. Um, but guys, I did it. A 35-minute episode about my hometown, the neat things about it. Um, yeah, I guess we'll find out if you guys like these kind of episodes. Um, I'm hoping for season six that uh, we'll be able to do maybe some solo episodes like this, a little bit shorter ones. So, you know, if you're looking for just a quick one, a little quickie on your drive out. Uh, I used to do this for Patreon and... Um, like I said, there's big things coming in the fall and season six, we have other things where, you know, you'll probably see more things like this, more behind the scenes of the podcast as we grow and we'll turn this more into, you know, I'll, I'll leave that, but more things are coming. And so there'll be subscriptions, there'll be things, there'll be exclusive videos that like we used to have on Patreon, just uh, not on a platform that's going to silence us because I'm not looking for it. Um, but you guys, I hope you're enjoying season six so much. I hope you're enjoying these being real with, let us know if you like these little quick episodes. I'm going to shut up so I can actually make it a quick and easy episode, but I'm going to say, as always guys, if you haven't already like subscribe, follow, comment for engagement, message us. If you have any video suggestions and you want to be on the show, any of those things, let us know. We fucking love you until next time. Bye. Thank you guys so, so much for stopping by the show today. We truly hope that you had a good time. If you liked this episode and you want to hear more, make sure to subscribe to our channels, like our episodes, and turn on those notification bells. You can find us on Rumble, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Until next time, guys.